With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning. This is Dave Weaver with SWC Wealth Management. Welcome back to another week of user-friendly finance. And... Um, it's been an interesting week. We've been waiting for a long time for the Fed to actually change their rates, and finally they have uh, no real dramatic impact so far, which is really good. Um, just for a minute, I want to talk about SWC Wealth Management. Uh, we have two offices. We're in uh, Carlisle and Palmyra, and both of our offices can be reached at 706-0700. <clears throat> Excuse me, and we have in Palmyra, we're at 103 West Main Street, at, in Carlisle at 35 East High. Both towns were one block off of the square in Palmyra where I always tell people we're across from the Turkey Hill, cat a corner from the bridal shop, hard to miss if you're on 422. And in Palmyra, we're a block off the square between the uh, old prison and the moose. If you're familiar here with the Carlisle, the town at all, you will know right exactly where we are directly across the street from Mrs. Stams. So uh, with that in uh, mind, the, the services that we provide – uh, are the full range of services you'd find with a financial planning firm. We have the whole gamut of things that you would want to talk about with your financial advisor. We have uh, retirement planning, estate planning, college and tax planning, 401k rollovers, and uh, we also do insurance and annuities. Uh, we don't do a ton of insurance, but you know if we do, it's probably along the lines of annuities generally, either fixed or variable. Uh, equity index annuities seem to be pretty popular right now. Uh, that may be changing if the markets start to pick up a little bit, but right, for right now, people are concerned with a uh, guarantee of principal for the most part, and that um, is a way to get at least a better return, slightly better return. You are tying your money up, but you get a slightly better return. <clears throat> Typically, you can hope for between 3 and 5%, but it all depends on the annuity that you're in. <clears throat> uh, with little risk to your principal, very little downside uh, risk to your principal. With um, retirement planning, we do the... Uh, we actually develop full, full-blown full uh, f- financial plans that you can use to match up, map out your future, takes the investments that you have, uh, the saving that you're currently doing, takes a look at your lifestyle and retirement, when you want to retire, <clears throat> ideally and acceptably, because a lot of people have a time they want to retire, and sometimes it doesn't work out. So we have an ideal and an acceptable. So if your ideal doesn't work out, hopefully your acceptable will. And uh, we'll, wor- we'll work with the numbers to try to figure out what will work for you. And the process takes <clears throat> a little bit of time, but if you haven't done it, it's really worthwhile to do. Contact a financial advisor. We always tell people if you don't work with us, work with somebody because a financial advisor is somebody who's working with this information every day, has a much better feel <clears throat> for the types of things you have to take into account. We have, um, thank you, we have long-term planning and uh, that includes the tax planning and that goes along with the actual development of your financial plan. So retirement planning is very important and you want to keep it in mind as you start to think about your future. Nobody knows exactly when they're going to retire earlier in their career. 
But as you go through time and uh, start to get put a little more thought to it, you'll <clears throat> work through the details and develop a plan that will hopefully work for you and uh, be something that works for you and your family when you want to retire. Uh, we also do <clears throat> estate planning for people that are interested in doing estate planning. If you have a complicated estate, sometimes that information is important to do. In college planning anymore, it's almost impossible to fully pay for your kid's college, but you want to do what you can ahead of time. And uh, we try to help people put together a plan that works for them to try to get their kids at least funded to the level that the parents want to fund uh, to support the college uh, dreams that their kids might have. So what's going on with the market? <clears throat> Excuse me. We already talked about the Fed and the fact that they raised rates. They raised them 25 basis points, which in general means that the uh, credit cards, if you have credit cards that are tied to some kind of a credit card rate, those will probably go up if you have any kind of a loan that's tied to the federal funds rate or any of the rates that are, tar that are targeted to some type of index. You'll probably see a quarter of a percent uh, increase in those rates over time. The people that benefit last are the savers, and savers will typically be at the very end of the stream in terms of the benefits of rising interest rates. Rising interest rates, you always hear about the fact that they're bad. But what it's telling you is that the Fed has confidence in the market. <clears throat> Excuse me, confidence that the that the market will uh, do better over time, and I think we're on a good run. Hopefully, uh, things will start to look better. The uh, global equities had a an upward march during the month, and that included international. And some of our portfolios aren't performing quite the way we'd expect. Uh, one of the things we're getting ready to deal with in our fourth quarter meetings is that people are hearing that the Fed or the, at the uh, equity markets at all-time highs, all-time highs, we're at or near all-time highs just about every day. And the uh, problem with our portfolios is what people are hearing in the news is that the uh, Dow, and the Dow is really comprised of 30 stocks, that market is doing extremely well. Trailing that a little bit is the S&P 500, which is a more broadly based index. Typically, our portfolios will uh, at least on the equity U.S. side, will follow more closely to the S&P 500 than the Dow. Again, because the Dow is just 30 stocks that uh, can be not you know, totally indicative of what's happening in the market. What's happening in our portfolios is while the equities are doing well, bonds uh, have been dropping in anticipation of a Fed rate hike, and international markets have been struggling as they try to stimulate their markets, and it's not really taking place. So the, the markets are really, uh, the overall portfolios are not doing quite as well in the fourth quarter as people are perceiving they're going to be when they, I think, when they're going to get their fourth quarter statements. Even the November statements were down a little bit. People forget that in the run-up to the election from the time that uh, they found the, the last batch of emails uh, that were in question that uh, came up about 10 days before the election, uh, that led to a nine-day decline in the markets. You know, uniquely or ironically in anticipation of Trump potentially winning because of this and uh, what actually happened despite the fact that the the futures on election night were down 888 points the the uh, market actually up, opened up 30 points that day and has been on a kind of gradual rise ever since then so the uh, Fed raising their interest rate by 25 basis points uh, to a range of 0.5 to 0.75. This was expected, and the markets needed to take a breather and just see to see what this rate hike meant. The Fed also indicated they were going to look at maybe three more impact or three more rate hikes 
throughout 2017, which is really more than people were expecting. So that's why the markets are sort of digesting the news, see what's going to happen over the over the you know the next year in 2017. What we've been saying, what we've been expecting with the Hillary election, is that we would have a long, slow, gradual rise, and uh, in the markets we would see you know blips up and down every day, but gradually rising over time. With the Trump presidency, it was kind of perceived to be the same thing. That so far hasn't been the case. So far, the markets are up, and uh, it looks like so far it's. Uh, it's it's looking well at least in terms of what's what's expected in the markets. After the the uh, Fed rate increase last year, if you remember, the markets dropped dramatically over the course of the next six to eight weeks. The markets dropped eleven point four percent, and by the uh, by the time the uh, you know all the damage was done, it was eleven and quarter percent. But by the end of the quarter, we had recovered all that. But it really wasn't all directly in relation to the Fed raising rates. It also had to do with uncertainty in China, problems and. Uh, belief in China's numbers, the fact that they weren't performing the way they wanted to. So all that was kind of um, what was leading to the big drop we had last year, and we're not seeing it this year. Uh, let's take a break there. This is Dave Weaver with User-Friendly Finance. We're going to talk about uh, taxes and any changes that are coming up. If you're getting ready to do your taxes for the end of the year, uh, give us a call. The number here is 540-0580 or 800-724-5801. This is user-friendly finance with Dave Weaver. Having a broken hand is nothing good. I can tell you that. I was struggling to get my headset on there. Sorry about that. <clears throat> and it was um, quite a quite a spectacle, but I think I finally got myself put back together. And, uh, again, this is Dave Weaver with user-friendly finance. Uh, we're going to talk today about uh, taxes and getting ready for your income tax return, anything that we can do. Uh, if any questions we can answer to help you get ready for your taxes, <clears throat> we'd be glad to help. The um, Again, the markets were generally up for the week, been roughly up since the uh, since the market, the or since the uh, Fed rate hike increase announcement. Uh, again, SWC Wealth Management as a user as a financial planning firm, we have offices in uh, Carlisle and Palmyra, and you can reach us at 706-0700. I forgot to mention our web address, which is swcwealth.com. <clears throat> you can contact us anytime at that number and um, or at that address, and we'll try to get back to every to any question we have within about 24 hours, hopefully. I forgot to mention that for anybody that calls in today with a question as we start to talk about tax preparation and getting ready for this year, um, uh, that we offer a $10 gift coupon from uh, Panera. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So anyway, our, we have a call today from Jim in New Holland. Jim, how can I help you today? Hey, good morning to you, Dave. I'm on my cell phone. Uh, okay. Hey, I wanted to ask you a question. Uh, first of all, your phone number is 706-0700? Yeah, 0700. 
okay, because I was trying to write it down. I'm driving. <laughs> uh, are, are you are you basically an investment firm? Is that what you are? Um, we're a financial planning firm. We do uh, taxes, owe, um, estate planning, uh, insurance, investments, but we do the full range of financial planning. We do, but we also do investments. We do like I wouldn't consider ourselves stockbrokers. We're long term planners. Uh, okay. we're, we're not day to day market traders. We plan for the long term. Yeah, you know, I'm going to be I'm going to be coming in uh, quite a bit, a large amount of money here, probably the next couple of months, and I need to uh, be able to know what to do with uh, my finances. So you could help up with something like that. Yeah, what we do is help people put together a plan, and uh, you don't want to act rationally or irrationally with with like a, particularly an inheritance. Typically, um, if it's an, I don't know if it is an inheritance, but if you come into a sum of money, you want to make sure you structure it right. You want it to last. A long period of time, you want to use it wisely. So, just even having some somebody to bounce ideas off of is not a bad idea. If there's things you want to take care of, whether it's education for the kids, or you worry about, or you're worried about taxes, or you want to make sure um, that you have it, like, let's say you want to buy a rental property somewhere or a beach property or things like okay. that, you want to get everything in, in structured the way you want it. Yeah, I'm kind of in a different situation. Our, our kids are all grown. I'm I'm 72 years old. I'm young. Young seventy two, by the way. You sound uh, young. But, but anyhow, Dave, listen, I got your number, and I'll, I'll have to get in touch with you. I, okay. I appreciate you answering my call. Sure, and I'll have um, we'll have you uh, put you on hold here and get you a Panera gift card. Okay, thanks, Dave. Thanks. Merry Christmas. Yep. Oh, sorry about that. Merry Christmas to you. And um, yeah, it's hard to believe we're only a couple weeks from Christmas. It's uh, this time last year we were kind of reeling from a Fed rate hike. Right now we're not. You know, this year we had a a uh, a rate hike. It hasn't had a big drop. Uh, the roughly the S and P was roughly flat. The Dow was, I think, up and down, but maybe ended up the week. Let's see, the end of the week. <coughs> the week the Dow was up eighty six. The S and P was flat. The um, again going back to the difference between the Dow and the S and P. The Dow was up for the year thirteen point eight eight percent. The S and P is up ten point four eight percent. That's almost a three and a half percent difference between the two indexes so people hearing the Dow's at an all-time high are um, forgetting about the fact that if you're in a broadly based diversified portfolio you're probably more um, more inclined to um, be uh, not seeing some of the returns that you may be expecting to see and I think we still have Jim on hold by the way for a gift card but I'm not sure um, okay and uh if you're if you have international in your portfolio, which a lot of our people do, and then you have um, bonds, which are starting to take a little bit of a hit or have been, and probably take a little bigger hit when we get to the uh, when we get to the point where the where the uh, rate hikes are you know have impacted those, you're going to not see the green in your portfolio like you're thinking you might hear in the news. <clears throat> so anyway, with that, that's about all we want to talk about with the market. Uh, again, back to Jim's question, if you want to reach us by phone at 706-0700, or you can reach us via the web at swcwealth.com. So one of the things that happened for taxes, uh, today we just wanted to talk about taxes, help you get ready for tax season if you have any questions about things. Um, one of the things that has been going on is um, people have hopefully over the last couple of weeks we talked about <clears throat> doing some of the things that you need to do or if you want to do to try to get ready for the end of the tax season. <clears throat> you want to, hopefully at this time you're going through looking at your capital gains. Uh, one of the problems that we have in our in our taxable accounts is that 
capital gain distributions coming from mutual funds typically will hit between uh, the end of November and December. And I don't know if you're paying attention to those, but if you have a, a sizable non-qualified or taxable account, uh, that's going to be impacted by capital gains coming into the uh, into the account. So you want to make sure that you're positioning your portfolio the right way. Uh, look at gains and losses that you may already have. Try to use losses that you've got embedded in your accounts to offset gains to try to reduce the capital gains uh, that you might have in your portfolio. So what happened in 2016? There weren't really that many changes. I don't think we were going to see a whole ton of changes uh, over the course of, you know, by the, between now and the end of the year. Sometimes Congress comes in and makes a lot of changes. I don't think we're going to see that. I think we're waiting for the impacts of the new presidency to see what actually is going to happen. But what actually happened this year, some of the things that you ch- saw changed that actually started and came into play starting in 2013, that they added an additional tax bracket if you have a taxable income greater than 400000 if you're an individual, or greater than $450,000 for, uh, for joint filers. That doesn't affect everybody, but it's one of the changes that came into effect in 2016. And these are, uh, again, impact, are changes that were put into effect in 2013. The tax on long-term capital gains increased from 15 to 20 if your income was greater than 400000 as an individual or greater than 450 if you were a joint filer. The uh, 3.8% Medicare surtax on the lesser of your net investment income or your modified AGI above um, 200000 for individuals or 250 for joint filers. So, again, some of these things had come into play, and you um, may not even, if you don't have that kind of income, you're not actually seeing it, but it is affecting some people. There's also an additional Medicare payroll tax of 0.9% if you have earned income above 200000 or for an individual or 250 for joint filers. So again, some of the things that we always hear about were um, were starting to come into play. The threshold for unreimbursed medical expenses increased from seven and a half to ten percent for most filers in 2014, and there is a temporary exemption that went from January 1st of 13 to January or December 31st of 16. If you were 65 or older. Uh, for people 65 or older and their spouses. So what that impact what impact that might have to you is <clears throat> if you're over 65 um, you had a temporary uh, a temporary uh, hold for the implementation of the 10% threshold for deducting your medical expense. So uh, right now and in through 2016 you're still subject to the seven and a half percent AGI if you're 65 or older. And if you, um, going into 2017, that'll raise to 10% like it is for, for the bulk of the uh, taxpayer. So I'm not even sure if everybody realizes when you look at your tax return, for those of you who are uh, claiming medical expense, there's generally a 10% threshold before you can claim the first dollar for medical. For years, it was 7.5%. Right now, people over 65 are still able to claim that seven and a half percent but uh starting on january 1st of 17 they won't so if you have let's say you have twenty thousand dollars of medical expense <coughs> out of pocket medical expenses is and you make a hundred thousand dollars uh you have to you the first ten thousand of it is not deductible the second ten thousand is and um <coughs> that's gonna be, and for people that are over 65 
that has been 7,500 or 70, in that case it would be 7,500 hours or seven and a half percent. So those are things that could affect the, um, for people that are over 65 and trying to claim medical. Uh, sometimes if you're, if, if for senior citizens, if you're in a an assisted living facility or some type of place where you're getting medical care, a portion of that bill that you're paying monthly to a home is deductible as a medical expense. Now, instead of a seven, having a 7.5% threshold, that's going to go to a 10% threshold. Those are big. That's a big change for people. Um, for the personal exemption phase-out, uh, the IRS doesn't label this as a tax increase, but uh, for people that are single, with earning more than 250 or joint filers greater than 200 or th- greater than 300,000 again this is adjusted gross income your personal exemption phase out for every $2500 of AGI above these income limits there the uh, personal exemption is reduced by 2% so the personal exemption for fully phased out is fully phased out for individuals with AGI greater than 381,900 so between 250 and 300, almost 382,000, you would have gotten a personal exemption if you get above that income for single filers. It goes away. They also reduce the phase out or phase out the uh, itemized deduction limit uh, for individuals above, again, above certain dollar thresholds. So these, uh, those changes that came into effect for 16 don't affect most people, but they do affect you if you have, a, if you're in a higher income bracket. So uh, with that. I guess we'll ta- start talking about some of the changes that, or some of the things that you want to start taking into account for your tax return. Again, if you haven't started looking at your uh, capital gains and losses, now's a good time to do it. We talk about repositioning your portfolio. Now's a good time to start looking at all the things you uh, want to do to see if your year was successful. Start pulling together your tax information. Um, if you just walk through your tax return, look at tax year, last year's tax information. Uh, a lot of uh, tax firms, if you're getting your taxes done professionally by a CPA firm or a firm like ours, they, um, they'll send out an organizer sometime ahead of tax season where they list all the information you had from prior years to give you a guide. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. To pull together that information for this year, 
if you're not having your done taxes done professionally by somebody, you're probably not getting an organizer like this. But a good starting point is to look at last year's tax return and just go through line item by line item and see uh, what things you might need for taxes and what you uh, need to get from somebody else. Let's take a break there. Again, after the break, we'll be talking about putting together your tax return for this year. It's a little bit early, but you want to get a jump on it. Uh, this is Dave Weaver with User Friendly Finance. Call in numbers 540-0580. Hi, this is Dave Weaver with User Friendly Finance. <clears throat> Again, welcome back. And we're going to talk about you're trying to get together your tax return information for 2016 if you haven't already gotten started. I think why don't we take um, – we'll start by some of the things that we just, we look for with uh, trying to get together your tax return. And um, it looks like um, some of the things that are the most common that people tend to not get right away are – Things like your your W-2s are pretty straightforward. You should have those by the end of the year. We always get the question, when does my W-2 come in? It used to be that the um, it's right around uh, January 31st that you should have uh, your W-2 in for the year. Uh, that's changed a couple times in recent years because of changes at the last minute. In general, you should have your tax return or your W-2 by January 31st. <coughs> K-1s for partnerships and trusts, if you... If you're a member of a partnership, uh, typically they're late in getting those things out. But it's one of the things, um, as you put together your list of things that you want for your tax return, if you have those, then you know they're going to be late. Uh, you may want to consider filing an extension early just to get it out of the way so you don't have to think about it. Some partnerships are just always extending, and you know that you can't finish your return until you actually have those K-1s. So a K-1 is just similar to a W-2 for people that don't know. It's similar to a W-2. Except you get it if you're if you're a, a member of a partnership or some kind of an LLC or something like that. If you sold real estate or taxes, you can't do your tax return until you've received the appropriate tax document for that. It's a 1099 of one variety or other, depending on whether you have dividends or capital gains. Um, if you bought or sold a security, and um, if you sold your home, um, you made it. You may need a copy of your closing statement. Uh, that's one of the things that you know people sometimes forget. If you move, if you sold a home, uh, typically you'll need a copy of your settlement sheet. So if you just go through last year's stuff, that may not do if you've sold your home because you have to have a copy of the settlement sheet. And the reason that that's used is for the exchange of taxes. If there was any tax ex excluded or tax passed back and forth, if you paid points, uh, those are amortized. If there if it's a original loan, uh, you get to claim the points up front. If it's uh, refinance you amortize over the life of the loan so typically even if you refinance you'll need a copy of your closing statement to go along with your tax return and uh, <clears throat> if you're changing and moving to a new tax preparer or going to a tax preparer for the first time typically you're going to need a copy of your prior year return so that's um, uh, just something you'll have to pull together I see we have another is that a call from Bob Art or uh, is, that a, is that another call okay sorry about that Oop, looks like he hung up Okay. Um, let's see. There we go. Bob, sorry about that. We're having we're having trouble getting to the to the button. 
No problem. <laughs> How can we help you today? Uh, I'm looking for the time uh, limit for making an investment for a young person into a Roth IRA for this year. Is it 31 December or does it go beyond that? It's the you can actually go to April 15th to fund it. Um, you can even if you're going to if you're going to do an IRA or a Roth IRA, you have until the due date of the return, um, which is April 15th. Uh, and the money you can file your return without having it in, but if you're going to claim the re- claim the deduction, you just want to make sure that you have it um, done and filed by April fifteenth. Uh, but the only real exception to that is if somebody's got a uh, SEP IRA that you're funding that has the due date of the return plus extensions. But generally, uh, most retirement type plans have to be funded by the end of the year, or I'm sorry, by the by April fifteenth. Okay, and if. Uh you're making it for a person. I don't think it's tax deductible if they're putting it into a Roth IRA. Is that right? Right. A Roth, a Roth IRA is not deductible. Uh, you sub, but and you don't really. There's not really a place to plug it into your return if you're doing your return on your own. Um, so you don't have to claim. You don't have to claim it per se. Uh, but it is something that you have to have funded by April fifteenth. Okay. I understand. Thank you. Okay. Uh, now we're gonna take your information for our gift card. Oh, okay. Okay, thanks a lot. Okay, Michelle, or Michael, sorry about that. Good morning. Uh, good morning, sorry about that. I, I was, I'm was i really okay. having trouble today. <laughs> Reading, pushing buttons, today is not my day for any kind of mechanical well, it's activity. It's a foggy Sunday morning, you'll have that. <clears throat> and and my broken, I'm blaming it on my broken hand. <laughs> oh, that could have something to do with it. <clears throat> hey, I have a question. I've got about 15 mutual funds, some actively managed, some index funds mixture of all different kind of fields. Okay. Uh, my one, uh, it's a Vanguard, obviously an index fund. Okay. And it's in the healthcare industry. And it did like 12, 13% the last couple of years, and now it's like a minus 7. So at the end of the year, I mean, I periodically go look and see how they're doing. But is that mm-hmm. one I probably should we want to cash in because, uh, you know, with this uncertainty with Obamacare and things like that? Uh, yeah, the healthcare industry in general has been, you know, taking some hits. Uh, I think there's a lot of uncertainty in healthcare. If um, if you're uncertain about that, if, I if I guess there's a couple questions that uh, answers that question. One is if it's strictly from a, per, a belief about the healthcare system, I think you have to sort of evaluate that, talk about it with your financial planner. Everybody's got a different view of how that uh, market would work. I think healthcare is really a big unknown. If you're going to have a sector like that, you, at the very least, you want it to be a small percentage of your portfolio. You know, probably I don't know, three percent or four percent of your overall. Oh, I see. Investable yeah. asset. Like, well, I would, I would most of them are split up pretty pretty even, but it, yeah. it's a few dollars in there. Yeah, I would I would watch how if getting over invested in that. If you strictly want the tax deduction, I would go ahead and you know, if you need the if you want to take a loss, I would go ahead and. Execute that. That would have to be executed before the before the end of the calendar year. Um, take the trade, take the loss. If you want to get back in the f- same fund, you have to wait thirty days, or your uh, loss gets subject to the wash rules, which oh, I see. say that you can't claim a loss within thirty days. Uh, you know, if you rebuy the fund, but I, you know, I would be, I would consider taking if you from a, just strictly from a tax standpoint, go ahead, take the loss. Um, if you have other gains that you want to take somewhere else and net it against those, um, 
that's what we're, we're doing in our non-qualified accounts right now. That's, oh, our that's, that's a good idea because yeah. I know a lot of the other funds are doing good. Yeah, and if you want to, even with those, if you want to reposition a little bit, um, you know, you have to, you can sell a gain that you have, weigh it against that loss, and then reposition. In our case, where we're doing more managed funds, if we have a good large cap fund that's had gains, but we still want to like reposition ourselves, we'll sell that fund and maybe go into another managed large cap growth fund, um, so we don't have to deal with the wash rule for the loss. But I see. Okay. Well, thanks for your advice. Sure. And. Uh, if you have any questions, uh, give us a call at the office, 706-0700, and um, we'll capture your information for a Panera gift card uh, if you, oh, hold, if you hold on. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks a lot. Have a good holiday. Hey, yep. You too. Bye. Okay. Uh, Dave, Dave, am I supposed to stay on the phone? Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. I must no, have pushed okay. the wrong button. Uh, let's see here. It looks like there's a lock on there. I don't know. Yeah, hold on. He's going to come take care of me. Again, okay. I have button issues today. Thanks. It looks like there's a lock on it. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, that, I, I, I'm obviously an amateur with working the buttons. There we go. Okay, thanks. Okay. <clears throat> Going back to some of the other things that happened on the um, – that you want to ask for this year as you're going through and trying to put together your tax return, uh, did you uh, pay or receive alimony? And um, depending on whether you paid it, you know, is one a tax effect? If you received it, it's another tax effect. Um, did you have health coverage? That's going to be a big. This is the year that they started to. Um, this is the year that they started to actually assess the the uh, penalty for not having your health care insurance. Did you move because of a job change? There are some actual deductions that are associated with. Keeping track of the expenses you have. If you do have a job change, you have to have a you have to be within the, above a certain distance from one job to the other, and it has to be job. It should be job. It has to be job related. But um, if you're more than I think it's 50 miles from one place to the other, you can claim the expenses related to that move. And the um, if you converted from a traditional to a to a Roth IRA, uh, and people do that, we have people doing that. We have people doing that with a migrating a plan over time where you'll take your IRA and move it to a Roth IRA. The benefit to that is making your amounts tax deductible in the future. Uh, the problem with that is you have to take a tax hit in the current year. Uh, with that, we'll go ahead and take a break, and uh, we'll be back after the break. This is Dave Weaver with User-Friendly Finance. Hi, this is Dave Weaver again with User Friendly Finance. This is our last live segment of the year. I think we got next week. We have a tape show, and then uh, the week the, for the uh, New Year's weekend, we have a replay of our show that we had. Mike Ivankovic, who is a uh, he's an appraiser, and he has a business where he can help you go through your uh, assets that you have prior to an estate sale, or maybe even as part of an estate cleanup, to try to figure out what you have, what's worth what's worth what, how you go about. Um, divesting yourself of things uh, and the appropriate way to get the most amount of money that you can for the assets that you have. So 
Um, we'll finish up today, and we're just talking about some of the things that you want to look at for your tax return. I'll try to make sure that as we talk through these, uh, you make sure that you pick them up if they apply to you and your tax return, similar to the last caller's questions. But if you want to reach us during the week, our, t our telephone number is 706-0700, or you can reach us via the web at swcwealth.com. I'll do better with the phones uh, there than I have done with the phones today on pushing buttons uh, appropriately. So, um, again, it's uh, 706-0700 or swcwealth.com. You can reach us in either Palmyra or Carlisle. We can do an appointment on the East Shore or the West Shore. And uh, depending on your circumstance, we have appointments between typically between 8 and 5, Monday through Friday. Uh, we do nights and weekends as, as required or by appointment. And uh, we'll try to meet your schedule uh, because everybody's everybody's busy, everybody's got a lot of things to do, and you want to make sure your financial uh, situation is taken care of. We always say you don't have to work with, uh, with us, but work with someone. <coughs> so back to the uh, caller's question from before about contributing to your IRA or Roth. Um, again, a Roth, you don't get a deduction, but the contribution has to be made by no later than April 15th. An IRA deduction you can claim on your return. You just want to make sure that it's in. If you claim it on your return, uh, you can go ahead and file if you haven't made your contribution, but the contribution has to be in place by April 15th. If you have the return in before you have the deduction, you may get a, a uh, question letter from the IRS. So typically you're better off to have that deduction made before you actually file your return, but you have to April 15th to file it. When we were talking about converting an, a traditional to a traditional IRA to a Roth, that's not for everybody, but if you're in a situation where you've had a low income amount this year and you have an IRA balance that you want to be able to convert from being taxable when you take the money out to tax-free down the road, <coughs> and uh, let's say you had six months where you're unemployed this month, but you have an I a small IRA balance somewhere, if you roll that into this year's income, you may not have that much tax on it, and then you've converted that from being taxable to tax-free. Some of the benefits of, to that are you can take, in addition to being tax-free to you, Tax-free to beneficiaries, no RMDs, required minimum distributions when you reach 70 and a half. Those are some of the benefits if you want to consider that. <coughs> distributions from a health savings account. For people that have health savings accounts, uh, if you take money out of your HSA that's not a uh, medical deduction, you're actually subject to a 10% penalty of, on that. So you want to have the uh, information. You'll get something from the person that's providing your HSA, somebody from your HSA plan provider, your actual health savings account then, and uh, you'll have records of the amount that you spent. Those should all come into play, if, again, if you don't use it for medical, similar to what happens if you use an education-type uh, benefit for other than uh, education, you have a 10% penalty. The uh, school teachers, if you're a, a grade K through 12 school teacher, there's still a deduction for up to $250 for out-of-pocket expenses that you incurred. And uh, typically you want to have receipts for that. And a lot of teachers I know, virtually every teacher I know, spends money out-of-pocket for their classroom, particularly in the K-12 through area. They're either getting uh, something unique for their kids or they're getting uh, a book or that they want to make sure that everybody reads there, things like that. If you're going to spend the money, you might as well get the credit for it. It's not that much extra work to pay, you know, to save those receipts. So <coughs> while you have a little downtime between Christmas and New Year, particularly for teachers, I know not, nobody really has downtime at Christmas time, but go ahead and go through your – now's a good time to take – if you haven't already separated them, go through your receipts that you've still got in place and try to figure out if you have those expenses. 
a lot of people forget about the fact that you can claim childcare. I think most people claim it, but if you're if you have dependent care uh, for your children, or if you have a disabled dependent or spouse, um, you can claim the expenses that you incurred for that dependent care via uh, a form that associates with your tax return. The things that cause people problems sometimes are you're paying expenses to someone who may not be a registered daycare provider, so doesn't want the uh, money reported on their tax return. If they don't, <coughs> you can claim it, but if they're not if they're not claiming it, there's potentially a mismatch. Um, so some people are hesitant to do in that situation. If somebody's not a licensed daycare provider, you probably don't want them taking care of your kids anyway. So they should be willing to provide you a social security number or an EIN that's associated with the amount that you're paying them. They should be giving you a form. Um, if not, type one up and uh, or print one up on, with based on your own information and have them sign it uh, with their tax information. You'll need their EIN and their address, the amount that you pay to them to uh, be able to claim that expense. <coughs> I just ran into somebody not too long ago for this next category that had expenses related to the adoption of a child. If, you know, you tend to forget that you can deduct some of those expenses because you're so. Uh, involved in the process of actually adopting the child, but there are special provisions for adopting a child and expenses that you can claim. And uh, if you aren't aware of those, contact someone who prepares taxes and they'll be able to walk you through what you need to keep and what kind of expenses are covered. Um, one of the things that you want to be careful of, uh, the IRS seems to be doing a little better job of this, is catching uh, people that are having people perform household services for them if you paid any individual more than $1,900 to perform household services, examples of this would be a babysitter, a caretaker, a housekeeper, a cook, or a gardener. You're supposed to provide those people with a, a tax form that they can report their income for Social Security purposes. Now, it typically doesn't come up. It can be picked up at all. If they happen to be auditing you for something else, they could, it, could be, it could be picked up in that way. Um, if you remember a couple years ago, we've had situations where people running for office uh, in their background checks, it was determined that they had not been paying, giving people these uh, documents like they're supposed to do. So it is something that potentially subjects you to a penalty if you're not providing it, if it gets picked up on your tax return, or have, it will subject you to liability that you uh, may not have been expecting. If you had um, credit card debt forgiven, this is a big one that people sometimes forget is coming. You'll go ahead, file your return, then eventually you get a 1099-C, which is a form that actually cancels a credit card debt. Even if you go through one of these uh, services that cancels your credit card debt, you potentially are going to have liability for the, some of the debt that was uh, that was forgiven. Now, the, from an, I've never felt this was fair from a tax standpoint because you may not have gotten a deduction for whatever you charged in the first place, but when you charge $10,000 and part of it is forgiven, you are potentially going to get a, a cancellation of debt form, which actually adds to your income and is taxable income. So be relieved by the fact that you don't have the ongoing debt, but be aware of the fact that you may have a form coming that will be taxable to you at tax time. A lot of times they're not, they don't come out early. They come out sort of the middle to the end of the tax cycle. So you know, before April 15th and time for you to file, but not so much timely so that you have it if you try to file early. A lot of people that are trying to get credit card debt forgiven are trying to get a refund back quickly so they're filing early. Just don't forget about that if you've had debt forgiven. 
If you have a financial account located overseas, don't forget you have to disclose that. Um, and the um, you have to aggravate those amounts, aggregate those amounts. If they're over $10,000, you have a special reporting that you have to do. Um, that's, I think, really the main ones. If you were a student, if you're a student that had unearned income over $1,050, this is investment income. Don't forget they're subject to the kitty tax. Kitty tax has not gone away. What that does is make income above that subject to the parent's income tax rate. So not always picked up, but it's something you want to be aware of. Not a lot of kids have investment income over 1050 but if you do, that's what comes into play. Again, it's investment income, dividends, capital gains, that type of thing. Um, the uh, $3 that you can give to the presidential campaign, if you want to give it, don't forget to mention it because most tax preparers are not going to uh, remind you to do that. If you um, made any gifts above $14,000, this comes up to, with us a lot. Um, you'll, you'll have to file a gift tax return. doesn't imply tax, but you do owe some money. Um, I guess that's all the things that we want to make sure that you're looking at. Well, it's not all the things, but a list of things that you may want to keep an eye out for as you get ready to prepare your 2016 taxes. Go ahead and start. It's not too late. This is Dave Weaver with User-Friendly Finance. Uh, we'll be back live after the first of the year. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.